Welcome to Exploring Jazz Improvisation, presented by Jazz Path Publishing at www.jazzpath.com. That's www.jazzpath.com. My name is Brian Kane, the author of the new book, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation, and I'm going to be talking with you about exploring jazz improvisation from um, creative and melodic perspectives. This will be the first and what I hope will be a series of podcasts and audio lessons that are designed for beginning and intermediate level musicians, and, and I hope it will encourage them to have fun and explore jazz improvisation without being intimidated. The main theme that I'm going to talk about in these audio lessons is what makes a great improvisational solo, and how can a beginning and intermediate level musician create a solo that really does sound great. What I'm not going to overemphasize in these audio lessons is the role of technique in jazz improvisation. Often players think that you have to have phenomenal technique to play a good solo, and the, the opposite is actually true. A lack of technique should not keep beginning and intermediate level players from exploring jazz improvisation and having a good time and playing a great solo. Before we go on, I'd like to present to you what I believe are the key characteristics of a great improvisational solo. The first characteristic is the use of stylistic inflections. Great improvised solos always use a style that is appropriate for their genre. There's a great old saying that says, it doesn't matter what you play, what matters is how you play it, and I believe in jazz improvisation this is particularly true. The second characteristic of a great solo is location within form. Musicians must be aware of their location within the form while improvising over any type of song. They need to be able to control their phrasing and place phrases in places that are unique and interesting for listeners. Furthermore, they need to be able to recover in the event that they get lost during a solo. Every musician gets lost while they're soloing at some point. Great musicians are able to recover quickly by listening and hearing where they are within the form. The third characteristic of a great improvisational solo is creative and improvisational intent. Musicians never stand around and play whatever they want to. Everything we play is guided by strict rules based on harmony, based on form and location, and based on technical ability as well. Jazz is a language, and in order to speak the language, you have to be telling a story when you solo. It's important that your solo be about something, mean something, and that it try to communicate something to the people who are taking the time to listen to you play. In this lesson, we're going to explore and practice location within form using a 12-bar blues. Often, beginning and intermediate level musicians don't keep track of where they are while they're improvising. They don't think about how long their phrases are, when they're going to stop, when phrases are going to begin, or when phrases are going to end. This is a clear sign for listeners of a beginner to improvisation, but it's something that's easy for musicians to fix. We're going to use a blues form because it's the easiest form for musicians to solo over. It's 12 bars long, and it's hard to get lost in a blues form once you've been playing it for a while. Before we jump into playing, it's important to listen to a blues form and see if you can keep track of where you are. The following is a 12-bar blues in concert B-flat. You should go back and listen to that 12-bar blues recording as many times as necessary until you can hear the beginning of the chorus, bar 5 and bar 9. It's important that while you're soloing, you know exactly where you are, and we're going to practice some ways where you can control your phrasing and manage yourself within that 12-bar blues form. 
In this first exercise, improvisers should try to play only in bar 1, bar 3, bar 5, bar 7, bar 9, and bar 11. Basically, you're going to play for a bar and rest for a bar. What's important is that you don't extend your playing beyond that one bar. Not that it won't sound good, but it's just to see if you can actually control your phrasing ability enough to stop soloing in the right places. Here's an example of this one bar phrasing at a little bit slower tempo in a different kind of blues with a little bit of a funky feel. There are basically two techniques that I used during that solo that are very simple. Um, the first was I used one bar phrasing. I played for a bar and I rested for a bar. And the second was I tried to use as many stylistic inflections as I possibly could to give the solo the sound of something that was communicative. You should practice this kind of soloing as well. You should play multiple choruses of 12 bar blues, playing for a bar and resting for a bar, and focus really on the quality of the ideas and the stylistic inflections that you use while you're playing them. But again, remember, it's really important that you stop your phrases in the right places. If you extend your phrases longer than one bar, well, it might sound fine, but it means that you're not able to melodically stop and control your phrasing. It's a good thing to practice. When improvising, you might want to consider using the blues scale exclusively. Um, if you're not familiar with what a blues scale is, you can find and download it at jazzpath.com. You're going to find it makes these decisions while improvising a little bit easier if you're not thinking about harmony. If you find that one bar phrasing is just too easy for you, I would strongly encourage you to try to create longer phrases or phrases that are in unusual places over blues that you must improvise. Um, I, I put some examples of these exercises up on jazzpath.com. If you visit the education section, uh, you'll be able to find them uh, quite easily. And I think they'll help you uh, play better and they will really challenge your ability to phrase within a 12 bar blues. Remember, the more structured you are in your practice, the more free you're going to be able to be when you're actually soloing. The conclusion of this lesson is a uh, five or six chorus play along blues, compliments of jazzpath.com, uh, featuring some of my, my great friends, Paul Schmeling on piano, Whit Brown on bass, Jim Latini on drums. I hope you enjoy it. If you like these topics and are interested, please check out jazzpath.com and check out the new book, Constructing Melodic Improvisation, 10 chapters and 168 pages and 52 CD tracks of great new innovative improvisational materials. Thank you and enjoy the playing.